And we're joined on the line now by our market analyst, uh, Clive Intozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Top of the morning, Sakina. Halala, halala. Oh, this street, uh, it's very difficult to wake up, isn't it? It's a bit chilly. <laughs> well, we're glad you made it, Clive. We're just oh. glad to have you. Just Absolutely. looking at what's happening, Australian stocks falling from uh, the seven-year high after RBA mm. holds the rates. What's going on yeah. there? I, I, I think we, we, are, we were expecting it. We were expecting it um, that the rates will be held. So we're not surprised at all uh, about this new change. So um, what happened early hours of the morning, uh, the Australian stock fell, the highest in seven years, the Kina reversing earlier gains, um, when they decided to keep their rate at 2.25%. Australian equities, uh, most especially uh, the, the, uh, the top 10 uh, on, 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 the, uh, on, the, on the ASX, did fall short of their, of their highs. And the reason behind it, I think, it has nothing to do with the rate. It has something to do with what was expected by many economists, that the, the fact that the, the data that came up last week when it comes to unemployment will actually improve, and unfortunately it hasn't done so. So that, I think, played more of a vital role. So this uh, RBA uh, rate, uh, keeping the rate where it is, is just an added, uh, uh, maybe uh, added like uh, another uh, turn of events that economists had expected, and it just cemented the fact that they're still in a bit of trouble uh, to make sure that the economy continues to be steady. Mm-hmm. And uh, Asian stocks rising after U.S. equities climbed to record highs. Uh, talk to oh, us about that. I don't know what was going on in the U.S. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. Um, and the MSC Asia Pacific Pacina index uh, advanced by 0.2% by early hours in the morning. The Tropics Index up 0.4%. Uh, and the S&P 500 Index and the Dow Jones, that was ready for all-time highs. Uh, shows that consumer purchases rose by 0.3% in January. Now, what is surprising about this? Obviously, generally, most of the time, people are having a hard time adjusting to the fact that they've not had money all the time from the, from, from the festive season. But this time around, a lot of consumer went, were consumers, American consumers went to the shops and bought themselves uh, some goodies. So what actually urged them, what, what made them go to these stores? It's because they're finding it now, the reality is there, the financial situation of the economy situation in, in, in the U.S. has improved drastically, Sakina. Remember, we were crying about what happened on the Black Friday last year. Uh, that All those gains, all, all those losses that were lost uh, um, at that particular period of time, they've been gained in January. The sales are up from retailers all the way to the banks as well. You can see people are, not, are, more, are, are, more, are taking more risks, uh, even within credit. I'm hoping they're not going to go back to what they did in 2008. You know, in 2008, when people got flexible, when Americans got flexible and they got some pop, some money in the pocket, what they started doing was having credit cards like you would not believe. There was a plastic for everything. I mean, there was a plastic for even having plastic. That, how do you do that? I mean, you can't maintain your, your money like that. So that's how that's, that's they don't go back to that because that led, obviously, to that financial crisis that we had in 2008 as well. Mm. And uh, I see Bill Gates holding on to his number one spot as the world's richest man. Sakim. Sakim. <laughs> you know, I, I, I went through the entire list. Huh? I was looking for somebody who's African. <laughs> and if you go from number one all the way to 457, then you come across the first African, <laughs> which is Zambosi. <laughs> so if you look from the top there at the top three, Bill Gates sitting up at number one, 
79.2 billion US dollars. That's the owner of Microsoft, followed by uh, by by Carl Slim, who's sitting there at uh, 77.1 billion dollars. Uh, uh, he's a he's a Mexican who's who's very big in the telecom industry. And then you've got Warren Buffett, the old man. Don't you want to inherit some of his wealth, Sakina? 72.7 billion. I, would I just want to be on the list. I don't want much. Just one percent. I'm happy. <laughs> man in the world why do you need yeah. to have a life uh, insurance policy or funeral cover or anything like that because all risk is relative Sakina. so when that's what we say when we do wealth management when we, talk, when we do your uh, what we call estate planning so everything is relative so for every for your estate when you pass away everything has to be paid off despite how much wealth you might have you have to mitigate the risk of you when you die and the liabilities that you leave behind. Because the people that go... What liabilities would uh, uh, Bill Gates, Gates be leaving Gates. behind, really, now? Liabilities like... Uh, <clears throat> I, I, and I meet this a lot um, in our industry, so, Kina. You know, you might have uh, Uma Kwapeni, you know. <laughs> Uma Kwapeni is there. And you know that they are somewhere there. And you have not been telling us. And Uma Kwapeni comes there with two little kids. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure Melinda will be having none of that. But let's leave it there. That was our market analyst, Clive. Into Zavatu Ravatibela.